Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Astrologer Bill Atride radio show. Uh, this is Bill Atride, uh, and today, uh, 2019, March 30th, uh, we're going to take a look at the presidential candidates or the election as it's shaping up so far. I know it's a ways away, but it's already heating up, of course, with many people entering the race. Uh, and so I thought I'd take a look from an astrological perspective on, again, elections in general and what we've seen in the past with presidential candidates and how the current crop of candidates are stacking up given those past uh, factors and, and, and conditions. So um, I'll, I'll certainly look at the top uh, uh, Democratic candidates right now, which, again, the current range of, of um Polling numbers has it ranged basically with Joe Biden and Bernie Sanders and Kamala Harris and Beto O'Rourke and uh, and and so on and and then you know Elizabeth Warren and Cory Booker and Pete Buttigieg but Buttigieg and uh, Amy Klobuchar and I don't know if we'll get to all those today because I'm going to try to look at them in some detail but not overwhelming more in the sense of just who they are in terms of presidential candidates um, but also giving you some basic understanding about how we go about doing this as astrologers, looking at, well, a nation's chart and what, therefore, a leader might be that is more suited to that country. And, of course, that it changes and evolves over time. And we're looking at, at a very small sampling, of course. We look at the people who have run for president in one election. Uh, and so it's a, it's a limited pool, but it's quite striking how uh, there are some factors that keep repeating. So there's something to that until, of course, it maybe changes. But there are some factors that show up again and again uh, that seem to sort of um, indicate the possibility of someone having a better chance than not. So we'll take a look at that and see what we see. Plus, just look at them uh, visually. And it's not just what the person brings in, but, of course, it's all about timing and how the energies are lining up in their chart that might propel them higher or restrain them in their life at any one time. So we'll also consider that there's again, many factors to consider with that. And again, uh, at some point I'll open up the phone lines here and take your calls and you're hanging on here. I see already some of you. Uh, and of course, if you want to talk about today's subject or something connected to it, if I, you want to talk about Nancy Pelosi or someone else that's out there in the political world, we certainly can do that uh, or even cast a wider net to the world around us. Um, I'm open for that. Um, but certainly, um, we're going to take a look at the presidential field here. But if you do want to speak about your own chart, again, I always ask that you just give me certainly your first name so I know who I'm talking to. And then if you want to talk about yourself or ask a question about yourself, that is in terms of relationship, career or life or even health matters that are of concern, um, all I need you to do is just give me um, um, your birth date and place of birth. Uh, is plenty, but if you have the time of birth, of course, we'll, then we have a complete chart, and, and I can say a lot more about that. So that would be wonderful. And if any of you want to suggest a topic or questions for a future show, and some of you have done that, you've sent in things, and I, I thank you for that, just email me at my email address. It's just my name. It's Bill at Tride, B-I-L-L-A-T-T-R-I-D-E, at gmail.com. Um, and that's, of course, the same email address you should use to contact me in case you're looking for uh, a personal consultation, which is what I do and have done for almost 40 years now. Uh, and, and so I, I love meeting with people here in New York or on the telephone or Skype around the world. 
uh, and uh, and have wonderful relationships with many clients over the years. So certainly, uh, some of you have been those clients, and some maybe a clients in the future. And uh, I welcome that whenever you wish to take me up on that. Okay. Um, all right. So let's let's get to the topic at hand. And again, stepping back, we're we're talking about. The, the leader of the United States and, and how we go about determining that, at least from an astrological perspective, we obviously are looking at astrology charts, starting with the chart of the USA and, and, and what it is that makes this country what it is. And I've talked about that in a number of different blog entries and looking at uh, forecasts for the year and earlier blog entries where I did a lot of analysis on the USA chart and probably will do that some more as, as conditions uh, form up here. Uh, and again, what, what's, what I would look at then in terms of uh, understanding what seems to work in terms of presidential contenders, as I said, by analyzing all the different planetary positions of Sun through Pluto, and even if we have a real chart, which we've had for every president to this time, so we have a rising sign and all those things in a chart by having a timed chart there are some factors that keep repeating. Um, and it would seem that having the sun uh, in any sign can, can be true. There's been, um, certainly in terms of uh, presidential candidates, there have been, every sign has been represented as in terms of a sun sign. But some stand out. And the signs that stand out in terms of uh, the sun's position have been Scorpio or Aquarius have been much more prevalent over the course of our country's history. But there's something even more significant that comes up again and again, more than anything else. Um, and that is the planet Mars, which is kind of interesting, has always been for, for many, many candidates, I would say over 25% uh, have had the Mars in Leo. Uh, and, and one might wonder, why is that? Why would Mars be such an important factor? Well, Again, the sun is the self, um, and, and, and so it is who we are, but Mars rules our sort of desires. And so maybe it has something to do with the inspirational nature or maybe the, the, the unabashed confidence that often a Mars in a chart in Leo will bring, because four presidents have had their sun in Leo, but 10 presidents have had their Mars in Leo. So it's really something quite significant. Another very important factor that seems to re reoccur again and again for successful candidates is having a strong or maybe more than one important prominent planet making a strong contact to the USA moon. And you'd probably want to know, well, why would that be? What has the moon? It? Well, you, if you know anything about charts, of course, when someone's sun especially or any planet makes a strong contact to the moon in someone's chart, that person is emotionally receptive to it if it's a gentle or positive aspect. Um, and so having a planet closely aspect in the U.S. moon in a, in a mundane or national chart, what is the moon? It rules the people. And it would seem to mean that when a candidate has one or more important factors lining up with the moon, they have a much greater ability to reach out and connect to what is the notion of people in our country? And then the moon for the USA is in the sign of Aquarius. And it's even more important in a way because the, the, the USA is a cancer uh, being born on July 4th. Um, and so that moon is the ruler of the sun sign. So even more important in our country's case. But it's true for all countries. Uh, the moon is the people. Um, and then when we look at the sun, which is the self, and we look at Mars, which is that planet of self-assertion together, 
it seems that in terms of placements, what really comes up is, again, um, the, the signs of Leo and the signs of Scorpio are the leading elements. In fact, if you total the number of times that the Sun and Mars are in the 12 signs, the Aries through Pisces, we have Leo coming up first. You know, 14 times it's either in the Sun or Mars, and Scorpio right behind it with 12 placements, okay? And that's five in the Sun and, and seven in Mars. And then you finally have Aquarius, you know, that's, that's the next one behind that with eight, and that's having five in the, of Sun signs and three with Mars. And then going on down the list, you, you know, so, so really Aquarius is in third place. And then you have Virgo and Capricorn each having seven placements in either the Sun or Mars. And when you get down to the bottom of the list, which is what the Sun and Mars uh, is Gemini and Pisces with four and Aries with only two. Um, in fact, when you look at the Moon or Mars in Pisces, that clearly has been seemingly a negative, if you will as no president has had that. Only one president has had their son in Aries, but none with the moon or Mars in Pisces has ever been president. And that just brings up and reminds me of our 2016 election, of course, uh, and looking at candidates and looking at um, Trump running against uh, Hillary Clinton in that election. Um, and what do you look for? So, so in terms of the prior election, and I've done this looking back at Obama and many others, but just let's go back to the recent history here. Um, when you weight all the planetary positions uh, and looking at Trump, what he had was his son was in Gemini. Well, only three presidents have had their son in Gemini. And his moon is in Sagittarius. Again, only three presidents have had that. But his Mars, yep, it was in Leo. And so very prominent, uh, whereas you know, Hillary Clinton had her son in Scorpio, which is seen in five candidates. So that was stronger. And she also had her Mars in Leo. So she, along with Trump, had this very strong factor of a, a, a strong, actually stronger sun position and equally strong Mars position. But perhaps the thing that perhaps I would think and argue that what may have made her candidacy not as resilient or strong or as or as successful as it could have been let's say is that indeed she was born with the moon in pisces and though of course eventually the rule has to be broken and someone will be a president who does have their moon in pisces to this date no president has had their moon in pisces and she does have it there so certainly that was uh, one of the factors, and, and again, with if Mars is there too, as I said earlier, so that was certainly one of the factors that one could argue that might have been weighing against her in terms of her potential for su succeeding to the presidency. And then again, you look for those connections of planets to the moon of the U.S., and Donald Trump has his son in Gemini trining the moon, which is extremely powerful and important whereas Hillary only had Uranus trining the moon. Um, then when we look at Trump's chart, something very powerful was happening for him in 2016. His progressed sun, which moves a degree per year beginning in Gemini, was moving through the sign of Leo, progressing through his 12th house, and in 2016, his progressed sun came into his first house. We'll make reference to this later on with the present, another candidate who's running now who has something similar going on, but that also weighed very strongly in his favor. Moreover, he had the planet Jupiter, the biggest planet, 
uh, moving through his first house also through August, and then going into a second house of values and self-worth and resources. Uh, the aspects in, in Hillary Clinton's chart for the, for the election, um, she, had some, she had some positive factors there. But I, and, and, and certainly Jupiter in 10th house was not a bad thing whatsoever, and it was a very close election. But it seems that having that moon in Pisces and not having that, that, that very strong progression of the sun coming in the first house weighed against her in terms of that election. Well, well, let's take a look at our current crop so far. Of course, we're going to keep coming back to this. I am sure all of us are going to be looking at this for some time to come. Um, but in looking at the current crop of candidates, what do we have here? And I'm just taking this order in not a, um, a, a random order, but at least with the current real clear politics, a, so, a polls of polls and cobbling them all together, where are the standings now, which are always moving and changing, and obviously this is just in the moment. Um, still to this day, Joe Biden is the leading candidate in the Democratic field, though he has yet to declare. So what might make Joe Biden someone who could do better than the next person? Well, number one, his son's in Scorpio. So that's something that shows up again and again in presidential candidate tar charts. It's a good thing to have. His moon is in Taurus. That is also a solid thing to have. Again, um, the, the moon is the emotional nature, and having a moon in Taurus makes for a very steady and deliberative emotional nature for an individual. It's quite a wonderful thing to have. Um, and again, uh, just looking at other people who have that, uh, well, uh, Beto has the moon in Taurus, and so does Elizabeth Warren. So there are several candidates running now who have their moon in Taurus and that tends to bring about sort of a reassuring sense that this person is emotionally stable and mature. Um, of course, being a Scorpio, Joe is very intense and, and insightful, uh, but also his life is marked by tragedy. A Scorpio's life is often marked by many significant passings and deaths. And I don't have to repeat the many tragedies that he has undergone in his life that often can either break a person or develops great character for that person. Um, so he's a Scorpio, his moon's in Taurus, and then third factor in a chart, where's that Mars, which is so critical, his is a Scorpio. It's not as strong as being in Leo, but certainly it's a strong factor. And does he have connections to the U.S. moon? Well, yes, but they're challenging ones. His son squares uh, the moon and his Venus squares the USA moon. So that may be slightly challenging, but his own moon makes a good contact to the USA moon. So at least on an emotional level, there's a connection he's, he has there that is quite powerful. So where does he stand right now? What's going on in his chart that might indicate how he's going to do or fare here? Well, right now he's going through a rather, you know, sort of uh, time in his life that I would say he's confused and trying to figure things out because Neptune is in conjunct his moon and Uranus is in conjunct his ascendant. So these two in conjuncts mean he's going through a period of adjustment and can't quite figure things out. He's right on the cusp of having a progressed new moon, which is a few months away. So it stands to reason he might find himself moving forward from May onwards. But right now he sort of realizes he's in a period of ending leading to a new beginning. Likewise, what is, is there for him this year and into next year is Jupiter is in his first house now, which is a very positive factor. And then we'll move into his second house. Uh, and so these things would be things that would sustain and support him 
in any campaign. So he's he's looking pretty good as a contender here, I will say. Um, but again, it all depends. And he has a, a long history he has to overcome here or reconcile in terms of current conditions and sentiments um, driving the electorate. Now, and I, I may come back to these and talk about these, but I want to go down this list and we can go diving deeper at some other point, perhaps. But the second in the poll numbers right now is, of course, Bernie Sanders. Um, and so we look at what are his placements. And, and Bernie has uh, a, a very interesting chart. I mean, he's a very intelligent person, being that he's a Virgo with his son at the top of the chart. His moon's in Aries. He's sharp. He's quick. He's alert. Uh, there's no question this person has the smarts to be the president. <laughs> but in terms of the planetary placements here, the Virgo, there are only two presidents who were Virgo in, in our history. Then his moon is in the sign of Aries. Only one president had their moon in Aries. And then his Mars is equally in Aries. Again, only one president had their Mars in Aries. Um, so uh, right off the bat, whereas I could add up the numbers of 3, 3, 10 to give 16 to Trump and 5, 5, 7 to give 17 to Joe, if we're counting up just the numbers of times the presidents had these, these factors, Bernie Sanders' number comes in at 4. Um, so it's not looking so strong for him there in terms of carrying this to conclusion. Um, but again, maybe this is a time when we break the norms and someone with this factor is what the country is looking for. But right now, my take on Bernie would be, again, his attempt to uh, become president of the U.S. may falter or fall. Now, he has some strong aspects in his chart right now. Uh, and especially for 2020, he'll have Pluto squaring that Mars. He will be on point in trying to fight for something. But equally, he'll have Neptune squaring his Jupiter. So he may find himself again in a position where, in terms of truth and understanding, and dealing with other people, he may feel that he's not getting a square deal himself. Um, and that could be true. But he'll have Saturn trining his Saturn, Jupiter now in his first house and moving into his second, just like Joe Biden. They both have uh, one has Scorpio rising, one has Sag rising. S some factors are there that are really helping him. So it's a possibility, but I put it at a lower possibility. Then we go on to Kamala Harris, um, who's the next in the, in the poll uh, rankings. Um, and Kamala has her moon. Her, she's a, she has a sun in Libra and the moon in Aries and Gemini rising. She's a very um, uh, idealistic and somewhat airy person. And I would put Joe in the camp of being a, all water. He's pure feeling, pure emotion, highly intuitive but very fixed about his values and principles and ideals and struggles with that. Bernie is more an intellect and an idealist uh, with the fire and the air. And Kamala is more a combination. She's got fire, earth, and air all strongly configured there for her. But her core, of course, is Libra. Um, and so her son in, in Libra means only three presidents have had that. So that's not a very strong ranking, but it's still something. Again, she has the moon in Aries, just like Bernie. Uh, and again, that's an emotionally idealistic nature. There's nothing wrong with that, but it just hasn't shown up in presidential charts that much. But she has Mars in Leo, that main factor that shows up again and again. And in fact, it's her rising planet, which makes her fi a fighter and very combative. She's a warrior woman, and it's in her third house of the mind. And then Saturn, 
the planet that rules your responsibilities and duties. It's in the ninth house of truth and the law. And of course, she was a prosecutor and it trines her son. So she's got a really good arrangement of Mars to sun and Saturn to sun here supporting her. Um, so I, I find that her ranking is really up there, given especially that Mars placement. Um, she right now is uh, dealing with this, uh, the, the issue of what does it mean to be a woman? What does it mean to be feminine? As Neptune goes over her Venus and tries to figure that out, but she feels herself to be on a mission with this because Neptune equally now is trining her Neptune. Coming up in 2020, she'll have Pluto, Pluto trine her Jupiter. She'll be on a mission, different than Bernie, but definitely pushing something in terms of truth and belief. But Saturn will be parked midway between her moon and sun, Saturn squaring her moon, Saturn squaring her sun, and she'll struggle with how to reconcile and balance out the interior life and the exterior life, my career versus my feelings and home and family. How does one balance those things out? But striking to my eye when I looked at her chart was that remember when Donald Trump was elected in late 2016, his progressed son came into the first house. It's like a dawn and an energy comes in there that really is quite supportive which probably helped to carry him across the threshold. Kamala has the sun in her chart progressing into the opposite place in the fall of 2020, coming into her seventh house of relationships and partnerships and one's relationship to the world. So that to me is kind of striking that, wow, maybe this is a factor looking at that progressed sun and where it's moving could up, up the ranking for her in terms of what we could expect. Next in line is Beto O'Rourke. And Beto, of course, is a Libra. And probably no matter what time he's born, he's got his moon in Taurus. I say probably because he, along with several others here now we're going to talk about, we don't have a time of birth for them. So we're, we're, we're working with one hand tied behind our backs because without knowing the rising sign and where the planets fall in the chart, some of the essential data I would want to use is just not there. It can't be obtained. So we've just got to fall back on just planetary placements in a sign. So he has the sun in Libra, just like Kamala. And so that's a three, three presidents had that, but his moons in Taurus, which again, five presidents have had that. And Joe Biden has that. And, and as I said, Warren has that. So he carries that. And that makes him what I call in astrology, a double Venusian. He's quite a sensual person in touch with enjoying the world and, and pleasures in the world or enjoyment of beauty and art are very important things to him. Uh, and a great sensibility about those things is what he would hold with this. Um, and then his Mars, um, no, it's not in Leo, but it is in Virgo. And, in, and five presidents have had that in their chart. So that's not too bad. But again, his ranking is lower than, than I would say Kamala's is and definitely high, higher than Bernie is. But still, Joe Biden is coming up seemingly on top in terms of pure ranking of these energies, if you will. Okay, and again, we can, and again, in terms of energies lining up in Beto's chart, um, this is a year where he is adjusting his expression of himself as Uranus goes over his son, and he's trying to figure out what does it mean to be, how free or independent and original should I be versus not trying to get that right. Um, in 2020, though, the Pluto, the planet that's driving the story on the planet right now, the planet of will and willpower and transformation, will be going over Beto's Dharma, his north node of the moon. Now, that could be quite a calling in terms of one's destiny and path and purpose. 
be giving a person a great deal of sense of purposefulness in their life at that time. So perhaps something is there. Um, but again, we'll have to see. Turning to and looking at the next candidate in the list here, again, unfortunately, a candidate with no time of birth to this point so far, we have Elizabeth Warren. Now, here we have someone who's a cancer, the very same sign that the USA was born under, but we've only had three cancer presidents so far, but that's still a number. Um, but she likewise, again, no matter what time she's born, that moon is so important to the USA and to all of us, but to, the, to any cancer, her moon's in Taurus, just like Joe Biden, just like a Beta O'Rourke. And so a moon in Taurus is a very solid, dependable person emotionally. But her Mars, that planet that we always look at as a tell for astrology, uh, for presidential candidates, it seems, is in Gemini. And only one president has had that. Now, again, her Mars is in Gemini next to her Mercury in Gemini. She has a sharp and quick mind. Nobody questions her intelligence or her sharpness. But at times that Mars and Mercury in Gemini makes a person such a quick thinker, a quick speaker, that they should have bit their tongue or their lip and considered before speaking sometimes. Usually the rapidity and the quickness is an asset, but it can be their downfall if they're not careful sometimes. So that's something to watch with her. Um, but luckily for her, because her son's right at the very beginning of cancer, it lines up with the USA moon in Aquarius. So her son trines the moon, which is a very powerful factor, a similar thing that Donald Trump has, so, and also Kamala Harris has. So those three candidates all have this positive, the most positive contact you could have to the moon is the sun, all three of those candidates, Trump and Kamala and Elizabeth Warren have their sons trining the USA moon. Um, in, uh, and, and so uh, that to me seems to be a, a, you know, a, a very important thing. She has Neptune trining her Venus this year, uh, which means she definitely feels herself on a mission in terms of value and, and the notion of beauty and of women in the world this year. But she herself may not be feeling the love because Saturn's equally opposite her Venus this year. Um, and then next year, uh, 2020, um, she'll have Saturn uh, going over her Jupiter, which is a very important period, period for beginning a new cycle of growth and expansion. But that comes about at the very end of the year. So I don't know if it's going to factor into, um, into what is going to happen for her during the campaign itself. Uh, but we'll see. Um, and, and then looking at um, uh, the next candidate down on the list here, let's see, we can time for one or two more. Let me see how many of you are hanging on here. I don't want to keep you all waiting forever. Okay, we've got time. Um, so for the next candidate down the list is Cory Booker. Well, Cory Booker, we have a real chart, thank goodness. Um, and here we find a Taurus, um, a sign we haven't talked about before, but he is a Taurus, and his moon is in Virgo. And, and so Cory Booker, with his son in Taurus, his moon in Virgo, and a, n a number of other planets in Earth signs as well, he's a very earthy person. He's pragmatic. He's down to earth. He's sensual. And people will see him as a very comforting figure in terms of his pragmatism. Uh, and his chart shows that in terms of the way the planets are laid out, he has what we call in astrology a, a, a seesaw pattern or hourglass pattern. He sees himself as a bridge builder of relating one thing to another, listening to both sides of an issue, and trying to reconcile things. So in terms of being 
living his life as a person who tries to bridge differences and bring people together and be cooperative and collaborative in his life, he certainly has that going for him here. And that may be something, perhaps, that the electorate is looking for after all this divisiveness. Another candidate who has that kind of seesaw pattern is also Kamala Harris. So they share that quality of not just where their planets are in this case, but, uh, but how their planets are arranged within the wheel of the chart. Um, so he has his sun in Taurus, four planet presidents have had that. His moon is in Virgo, four presidents have had that. His Mars is in Sagittarius. Now that's still a fire sign. It's a fiery idealistic energy for his desires and actions. Uh, but still not nearly as strong. Only two presidents have had that compared to that Mars being in Leo. Um, then again, we look at how his planets line up with the USA moon. Um, and, and he has, uh, he doesn't, he has challenging aspects there. The Saturn makes a good aspect, but that's not as, it is significant, but not as significant as the sun, let's say, or some other planet. So he doesn't have the, 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 the range or the depth of connectivity between his sun or other planets to the USA moon. So that may not be helpful here. For him right now, his Pluto is trying Pluto. And so he does feel himself to be on a roll in terms of his will and his willpower. But he's questioning his desires and how he should further act in the world now as Mars goes over, as Neptune goes over his Mars at this time. But he is going to be lighting people up. Uranus trining his own moon means he has this sort of magical quality that people find quite appealing. Jupiter for him this year is in the 11th house, helping him to grow and expand in terms of social consciousness and social understanding. He'll continue to have Pluto trying Pluto next year and trying his Mercury. So he'll be a force to be reckoned with in terms of his ideas and his purposefulness behind them. He'll have Uranus on his sun in 2020, which means anything could happen. He could, he could surprise and shock people or himself next year, and it could be quite interesting. Moreover, Saturn is coming into his first house in 2020, and, and, there, and Jupiter moving into the 12th house of sacrifice in 2020. All very interesting placements. Okay, how are we doing here with people hanging on? Oh, you've, you're, I'll go and continue again now. Um, Pete Buttigieg. Uh, he, he, of course, again, we have here a candidate who does not have a time of birth. Um, and so, and again, I'm going to keep looking, keep putting the question out there, looking at all the various sites to get these candidates and see if we can get a time of birth for them. But it just may not happen. But it has, it's kind of interesting. Every single president who's ever been president, that is, we do get a time of birth on. So that's another tell. <laughs> but, but, but maybe it's after the fact. So let's see. So for Pete, um, his son's in this is in the sign of Capricorn. Uh, and again, only three presidents have had that. And it does lend itself to a more an older time when maybe we didn't have to be so public and available out there in a public way. Um, and so it tends to be a more a stiffer sign, one would say, in terms of how one manages the public world or public interfacing. But here, another difficulty is raised uh, by his chart because. And, and we always do a chart with no time for the middle of the day. And we know then we're 12 hours away from being accurate to where those planets might actually be. And given his chart, the moon was changing signs on the day he was born. So half the day or the first, uh, first 12 hours and then some, Pete has his moon in Scorpio. But then by one o'clock, his moon's in Sag. And those are very different expressions. And 
I, I could look at him and watch him and maybe get a sense of it. Um, but certainly we don't know which it is for sure. Uh, the moon in Scorpio would make a very deep and passionate person emotionally. But the moon in Sagittarius would be a very frank and direct and open person telling it like it is and not holding anything back kind of person emotionally. Um, and then his Mars is in the sign of Libra. And again, only three presidents have had that placement. And again, for the Scorpio versus the Sag moon placement we were just talking about, only f- uh, four presidents have had it in Scorpio, so that's significant, but only three have had it in Sagittarius. Um, but, but certainly when it comes to um, his, his, uh, the, the aspects of the USA moon, he has his Pluto trining the USA moon, which is very significant, and also Saturn. Um, so I would say he has more going from in terms of appealing or connecting to the people than some of these other candidates do, given their planetary contacts to the USA moon. Uh, in terms of what's happening in his chart this year, uh, Pluto is going over his Saturn and going over his karma. So this certainly seems to be a time in his life where he's being called upon, asked to act in a way that brings him to reaping what he's sown in prior lives, um, but also going through a struggle with what is authority and what is my position in the world and, and, and how can I master this with Pluto going over Saturn. And then in 2020, he'll have Uranus opposite his Jupiter, which is definitely a time when unusual opportunities present themselves to the individual. And because Saturn is moving to the last degrees of Capricorn next year, he'll have Saturn on his sun. It's a very serious year, a very weighty year for him. Again, not a bad thing to have if you're considering taking on uh, one of the most powerful offices, if not the most powerful office in the world. Uh, Finally, in the list of candidates I thought I'd look at today uh, is Amy Klobuchar, um, who is, again, in more than the single digits here at this time. Uh, And again, here we have a person who is a double, meaning no matter what time she's born, she's a Gemini with a Gemini moon, uh, but we don't have a real chart. So again, we can't talk about where these planets fall, and we don't exactly know some of the aspects, but certainly she's a Gemini and a very, very airy person. Again, airy people are people who are uh, thinking types, communicating types, live in their heads, live in their mind very um, intellectual, uh, very interesting thinkers, uh, certainly. Uh, And again, Beto has that, being all that air is in his chart. Uh, Elizabeth Warren has that, but she's also emotional with her being a cancer. Um, Buttigieg Buttigieg is also very airy again. So there's a lot of airy people running this time around, uh, which is fine. Um, And again, we're dealing with a rather airy person. Remember, Donald Trump is fire and air, so they need to be able to handle their their own when dealing with intellect and ideas and communication skills. You need the air helps with all that, but you need more than that, certainly to be a really great communicator. So back to Amy's chart, she's a a double Gemini and, and Donald Trump is a Gemini. So you've got that quickness, that alertness, but also that duality sometimes or multiplicity showing up here. Um, but so being a Gemini, only three presidents have had that counting also president Trump, uh, and then her moon in Gemini, only four presidents have had that, but that's more than, more than not significant. But again, here, her Mars is in Aries, just like Bernie Sanders and only one president's had that. And then when we look at her relationship to the USA moon, the only contact that's significant here that I can see 
uh, given the chart we're using here, is her Venus is making a square to that. So that's not so significant or not so helpful. Um, then looking at the planetary transits and progressions for her, um, again, we have a Pluto lining up with Dharma here in a trine. So that means she definitely feels herself on a mission and a purposefulness that could be quite interesting in 2019. Um, but then in 2020, um, she's going to have Saturn trining her Venus, so she'll feel pretty good about her own self-worth and value. Uh, and during this period, we can't say exactly when, because without a time of birth, we don't know, she is also coming to a progressed new moon in her chart in 2019 or 2020. Uh, and that could be a significant new beginning, uh, new development in her life. Um, I also took the time to say, okay, if we're adding up just the, you know, the, the sun, moon, and, and uh, Mars positions and weighting them and saying, who, what's the numbers here? The person with the highest numbers of sun, moon, and Mars is Joe Biden with 17, followed right behind by, by Trump with 16. And right behind that is Kamala Harris with 14 points, just clearly just linking up or adding up sun, moon, and Mars positions. Uh, not that that's indicative or the only thing to consider, but I thought I would do that. And then I thought, well, let's just look at the, the sun on out to Saturn. Once we get out really far out, the planets are moving so slowly, they may not, but we could do that counting. I'm not going to do it for today, but I counted up the number of times each planet was each sign and then added it up for each candidate. And, and again, the highest number here comes out to the number 35. That's for Donald Trump. The next candidate who has the high number here and two candidates with equal numbers here, again, is Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, both at 32. And then the next candidate down on the list would be Beto O'Rourke at 28. Again, this, this way of counting up is by no means scientific or mathematically correct. It's just a, a rough guess sketch out of, okay, if we take all these incidences of these planets being in these signs and seeing what the current crop of candidates have, how do they compare to previous candidates? Um, and again, some things don't change very much, but things are always changing. So who knows what this might mean? But if I was a betting person looking at this right now and saying, okay, who stands a better chance right now, given the current crop of candidates and how they're doing? Certainly Joe Biden, certainly Kamala Harris and Beto O'Rourke are all top contenders right now, given the numbers they're holding here, given this analysis looking at their planetary positions. And hopefully we get um, a look with Beto O'Rourke, we get a real chart so we can be even more specific in that regard. Okay. Um, I hope that was interesting for all of you, um, but I realize I've been talking so long that the people who were calling in have dropped away now, and I have no one to pick up the phone with at this moment in time. So perhaps what I, and if anybody wants to call in who's listening, then please do so. Um, but I, what I thought I would do then is continue then this analysis, though I will keep looking and making sure if anybody does call in that I can pick up, because I'm only working on one computer screen here, so... I'm going back and forth looking at the computer and looking at uh, the, uh, the uh, studio uh, of the uh, blog talk radio to see who's called in here. Um, I thought I might also just take a look at other, other factors that are, that are weighing in on what's going on here. Um, and of course, a principle in our terms of our political understanding of what is happening in the world right now and what is, 
what is sort of the 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 top you could say the top Democrat until there is a presidential candidate uh, or or a seemingly lead candidate and one who seems to be accumulating the votes and is going to be the next head of the party for the Democrats. Um, or we would look at other people. But before I do that, one more thing, I, I, I realize I, I didn't speak, and it's sort of the elephant in the room, literally, Donald Trump. How does Donald Trump's chart look? Uh, and comparing that to how it looked back in 2016. Well, as I, as I did mention uh, in looking at Hillary's chart versus his chart for 2016, he had a number of factors weighing in, weighing in and then that were quite uh, supportive to him, the most powerful being that, that the, uh, um, the uh, progressed son moving into his first house and having Jupiter in his first house also then moving into his second had to be top contenders for as to why he seemed to have more appeal, more expansiveness, more ability to carry the day uh, in 2016. So everybody wants to know, well, what does he have going for him this year? He's still the same person. Of course, now he has all this history of being in, being the president for several years that he has to now no longer being an unknown factor and very well-known factor. That's that. But looking at it astrologically, what is he dealing with in 2019 and what might he be faced with in 2020? And I have, of course, been commenting on his chart already in, in, in previously this year and also in previous years before that. In terms of 2019, though, the principal issue in Donald Trump's chart is that he has Pluto lining up in a way that causes an adjustment to the individual because something's happening with your relationship to power and your authority. Uh, and this thing just happened here uh, in the end of March and will continue happening over the course of this year, Pluto making this alignment to his son and in through 2020. So he's going through a period where he's having to look at power and how he wields power and where his power comes from. And it's changing, and, uh, and he has to understand how it's changing or relate to it better. Otherwise, he may misunderstand or misuse his power if he's not careful. Moreover, in, in this year, Saturn squaring his Jupiter. So his attempts to grow and expand for himself and for whatever he's doing is facing some challenges and difficulties during 2019. But in 2020, Pluto moves a little further along in his chart and will be opposite to his Saturn, the very planet that rules reality and your role in the world. And Pluto means your position is under direct threat or attack. It means you just feel like it's just so arduous, so difficult to maintain or hold on. Some people throw in the towel. Some people double down and just get involved in even a greater battling mode. But it certainly shows that he's going to be having a really hard time of it. Uh, in terms of dealing with institutions and structure and authority and other authorities in 2020. Moreover, the planet Neptune will line up then with his Dharma Karma line, the North Node and South Nodes of the Moon, and that's a time when a person gets confused about their path, their purpose, and their mission. And it's actually beginning then to line up with his son, because Donald Trump was born with, his, the, with the, the nodes of the moon lining up with his sun and moon. He was born, literally, um, at a full moon uh, and, and born at an eclipse. And those are always very significant individuals in history. And we know he's this iconoclast and destroyer of norms and of institutions. That's his job, and he's doing a great job. That's what he was and is here for and can make his claim for. But in 2020, 
with this alignment to his Dharma Karma line and to himself, to his son, he's going to become ever more confused, ever more uncertain, ever more dealing with illusion and delusion and confusion about himself and what he's doing. And it could take a toll, probably will take a toll on him physically as well as emotionally, given that the moon is also keyed off by this. Uh, So I would think that his energy level will not be what it was. His certainty will not be what it was. He maybe can fake it and call upon it and bring it forth. But he is going to be having a very difficult 2020 and more likely a very um, difficult 2021 in terms of certainty about self or, or, or delusion about self in the world. Those are the things that are going to be coming in to uh, challenge him in this coming period. And then I said I thought I'd like to take a look at um, at uh, the present candidate, the present sort of leader of the Democratic uh, Party right now, uh, which, of course, is Nancy Pelosi. So I'm going through my charts here. I just had her on top, but then I thought of Donald, uh, and they hadn't talked about him. So where are you, Nancy? There you are. So Nancy Pelosi, again, we're dealing with someone. <laughs> this is a problem we have in astrology with someone who does not have a time of birth. Or certainly has one. We just don't have any access to it. So for Nancy, what we have is someone born with the sun in Aries. And Aries is the first sign. And so Aries people are sort of leaning into life with great enthusiasm and great drive and very strong ideals. Her moon is in Scorpio. And really, the, 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 those two signs, sun and Aries, rule by Mars. And sun and moon in Scorpio also rule by Mars. People like this are passionate and driven, and they are carved out for leadership because they have the ideals driving them, the Aries, combined with that very powerful emotional intuitiveness about unions and joint ventures and how to cobble together a joint venture or union with other people is what they're known for. So she combines these two things of not just being idealistic, but also very pragmatic and practical on how to get things done. And in fact, she has more than anything else in her chart, a lot of Earth. She's got her Saturn, Uranus, Venus, Mars, all in the sign of Taurus. And then Neptune over there in the sign of Virgo. She's more Earth than anything else. And she's also very fixed, meaning planets in fixed signs. And fixed people are purposeful, steadfast, and determined. Um, when we look at the candidates that are, that are running right now, and in terms of the, the list here um, that I just laid out before, uh, again, Joe Biden is probably the most fixed of all the candidates. And that makes a person stand for something and stand upon something, but also they find it harder to bend and, and accommodate. Uh, and, and dealing with change is not really, really their forte. Um, Pete Buttigieg is also rather fixed and purposeful and determined, uh, though he's not a fixed sun sign. He has a lot of planets in Scorpio, we think, and or Aquarius. And so that would certainly add to his sort of uh, nature of being someone who's a very strong values candidate, just like Joe Biden would be. Um, Bernie Sanders is an analyst. He's a critic. And he's someone who is going to have, again, that strong ideals like Nancy, but because his moon's in Aries, not his son. But being that his son's in Virgo, he's analytical. He's critical. And he has this star quality about him because that sun is at the top of the chart. We, when we have a time chart, we can see where that, those planets fall 
and they give another strong indication as to what that person might look like or appear like, what kind of energy they might hold that they can draw upon for whatever they're doing. Okay. Um, well, I've, I've run out of things to say for today. I've, of course, I have a lot of things I could talk about, but no one's called in right now. So I'm going to just perhaps end the episode early and save my voice for uh, sessions uh, that are coming up later this afternoon that I have clients coming here. And uh, that's one of the things I've always got to protect in my life is my voice because I lost it last year. Uh, so I'm very aware of that now. So I, all, I thank you all for listening, and I look forward to speaking and talking with you hopefully next week. I, I plan on doing another show uh, on whatever topic that it comes to mind. It may be a continuation of political matters or other matters that we want to look at, or maybe casting a wider net to see what's going around the world or some other specific topic to consider that's astrological in nature for next Saturday. And then I probably won't have a show for a couple of weeks after that on Saturday, but we'll see. But at least I'm planning, at least right now, to do my next show, uh, which will be uh, the first Saturday in April. So I want to thank you all for listening, and I look forward to seeing and uh, being with you, uh, hopefully next week at the same time, 2 p.m., uh, and there, thank you for listening today. Bye for now. Thank you.